You're listening to The Blind Stealing the Blinds, a podcast by students of the game for students of the game. Join Dell and BJ in conversations about poker theory and bridging the gap between theory and application. We're all in this together. This week's topic, goal setting in 2022. Hey, Dell, how's it going this week? It's going really well. Played a little bit yesterday and started off the uh, 2022 year with a with a good start. I won a whopping dollar twenty eight, which was better than losing it. Um, <laughs> how are you doing? Wow! Don't spend that all in one place. You know, at least you do have the dollar menu, <laughs> so you could probably get like a a large fry or something. Yeah, the dollar menus are like a dollar thirty nine now. <laughs> and inflation, inflation. Anyway. My new year is off to a great start. Actually, you know, happy new year, by the way. We didn't start that episode properly. Happy new year. Happy new year to you also. All right. I got my first round of golf in of the year today, and it started gangbusters. It kind of went south, but then went back. I played pretty well relative to my own skill level. I shot below 90, which for me is decent. And I got invited to a regular group that plays every week. I just joined a membership a couple months ago, and I'm a singleton. I'm just going to the course. I'm walking on. I play with whomever I can. I don't really care. And I got involved with this regular 12-some. There are three groups of four, maybe even four groups of four. And they usually play for like 10 bucks a week. It's not massive. I mean, come on, that's two big blinds at 2-5. But it's amazing how difficult a three-foot putt is when there's like $2 on the line. It's the most ridiculous thing. Just that little bit of psychological pressure makes all the difference. But I'm at least glad to get involved with a regular group because now I have an excuse to play regularly with a good group of guys and I will improve my skills. I just need to schedule my golf around all my other priorities, which is kind of the topic of this episode. Yes, yes. I'm looking forward to this because this is one of the reasons why I try to interact with you as much as possible because you're very organized. You set your goals and priorities and you're very good at staying on course. And uh, one of the things I've uh, been hoping for is that some of that will rub off on me. Uh, It has a little bit, but not much yet. (laughs) Well, later on, maybe not this podcast, but maybe as a bonus content, you and I can actually walk through a goal management framework that we're going to outline in this podcast. And you and I can work on those goals together. So the impetus for this podcast was a blog post that I put out last Friday. So two days ago, we're recording on Sunday. This podcast comes out on Thursday. So almost a week ago, Friday, I put out a blog post about goal setting through priority management. And I made kind of the bold claim that time management is a lot. And what I mean by that is you can't save time you can't spend time. You just occupy time like you occupy space. It's like the space-time continuum. Colloquially, we say we spend time and we save time. But if you work and you do a job more quickly than you anticipated, you didn't really save time. It's not like you can put that in a time bank, earn interest, and withdraw it later. You also don't get to spend time. You just occupy it. We all get 1,440 minutes in a day. A lot of that is non-negotiable time, sleep, personal hygiene, meals, work. But above and beyond that, we do have time to pursue our priorities. You can always tell what someone's priorities are by where they spend their time. And if you look at where I spend my time in 2021, like I was watching Hulu and I'm tooling around Facebook 
and I'm looking to TikTok, I would not tell you those are my priorities. But if you look at where I spent my time, that's what my priorities tell you they are. So what I wanted to do was take a different tact on time management and say, okay, let's identify our priorities first. Once we identify what our priorities are, then let's figure out how much time we have to pursue those priorities above and beyond the non-negotiable time. Then let's set some SMART goals on those priorities. And we actually have a podcast in our archive about SMART goals. And then let's set activities to meet those goals. That's pretty much the framework. And I think you and I wanted to talk about that framework because it's deceptively simple, but kind of torturous to go through. <laughs> yeah, I, I do want to talk about it. But before we get to that, I, I want to I want to agree with some of the stuff you're saying here. And I want to, some things that stood out to me, like there are things that are a priority in my life that I can absolutely say are definitely a priority. Having coffee with my wife in the morning when I'm home, I'm on the road a lot, but when I'm home, having that coffee with her, sitting there, uh, having a conversation with her is like the most special time of my, uh, my day. So I, that is actually a genuine priority that I actually make time for, that I actually prove that is a priority for me. But then there are things like, you're right. I, I say that there are things that are a priority, like study and putting in a thousand plus hands a day, I might say are a priority. And yet I'll find myself on TikTok or playing Forge Empires. And yeah, I'm, I'm proving that they're really not my priorities. Or if they are my priorities, at least my actions don't agree with my, my stated desires. So I think that one of the things that is interesting is that I've been talking about getting TikTok in uh, Forge of Empires off my phone for weeks now. Uh, I finally did it yesterday. I've done it a couple times, actually. They keep ending up on. But sometimes I have to make, like, make a plan with that because like, I don't want to really give it up. It's like entertainment. Well, Sundays are my scheduled day off. I've scheduled that within everything else that I do. Sunday is a day off or a makeup day. And, I can look at, I can do that stuff on Sunday. I can push it to Sunday. In those times that, ah, oh, gee, I'm bored. It's easy to reach for my phone and do this. It's just as easy for me to reach for my phone and do some poker study. It's just as easy to do that. Yeah, it definitely is easy. And I don't want to advocate for anyone to schedule every single one of those 1,440 minutes in your day. I will say that this topic is the confluence of two topics, one being New Year's Eve, because everybody makes resolutions around New Year's, but the other being the podcast we did recently on Stoicism, where having a life full of purpose and meaning, the purpose and meaning that you ascribe to your own life through your actions, through what you choose to do, through what you occupy your time with, that really resonated with me. So I wanted to figure out what my priorities were and schedule my life around those. And like you, I'm not scheduling everything. I did decide I'm still going to scroll Facebook, but I'm going to do it during the rest periods when I'm working out. So when I'm weightlifting three times a week, I have like a 90 second rest period. I'm just going to scroll through Facebook and kind of chill while I'm getting ready for the next set. So I think this episode is going to be like a little bit of a mishmash between our normal format of problem, solution, and tools, and also just kind of like a conversation about what our goals are, what our priorities are, and, and have a little back and forth about that. I mean, really, the problem statement is, 
Where do you occupy your time? What are your priorities? And the solution and tools is really this framework that we're providing and bonus content. I developed a Google Sheet that walks you through all of these steps from priority identification, a pairwise comparison where you rank those priorities, figuring out where your available time is to pursue your priorities, coming up with SMART goals against them, and then creating an action plan for each one of those SMART goals. And what I would love to do is make that spreadsheet available to all of our listeners. I would love it if you could just give us a donation. We do mention like one blind per month is all we ask. That'd be fantastic. But I think it'd be a really powerful tool for anyone to use. So I'm going to lay that out. I I agree. I I was using it earlier this week and I didn't do it right. (laughs) So I got to go back and I got to do it better. But the thing is that I think that the problem is the problem statement here, I, I would go is deeper than that. We all dream big. Well, that's not true. Most poker players, though, dream big. All right. Most poker players have these big, fantastical dreams about what they're going to do in life. And the reality is that there's nothing wrong with that. Dreaming big is a good thing. That's that's how that's how great things happen. But none of those dreams get met if we don't take a purposeful path to meet those things. And, and the thing is that many of us want to do that big thing. We want to set that purposeful path. But then we get on our phone doing TikTok instead of studying for that test that will help us cure cancer. Or we take in, we get sitting in front of the TV for three hours instead of taking and doing that study to make that two or three more big blinds an hour that will help us elevate to the next level. So I think therein lies the problem is too many of us, we just don't have the format. We don't have the format to set it up. And it's hard for some of us. It was hard for me to do that spreadsheet. It was hard for me to do it. Does that mean I shouldn't do it? No. If I really want to accomplish stuff, doing that spreadsheet is the necessary work I need to do. You and I talk all the time. Like all all the uh, all the podcasts we do that talk about doing something that will improve your life in general, but will also improve your poker, but it doesn't give a very specific solution to a strategy. They don't do as well as those that are like, here, this is how you play this in this situation. Those do really great, but these not necessarily, but these are the ones that have the most value. So I think that this is wonderful that 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 spreadsheet is going to be out there. It's going to be a tool for people to use. I'm going to use the tool. And the thing is that I what I really want to do, I'm not like you talked about resolutions. I have no interest in setting resolutions. All right. I'm not interested in setting a New Year's resolution. What I'm interested in, in is modifying my way of life, a life change to be more productive in achieving the goals that I wish to achieve. I think that's pretty powerful. I think that's excellent. I'm glad that you mentioned that we're not giving people the solutions here. There are a number of podcasts we give where we don't give the solution. We give a framework to help the listener arrive at their own solution. By doing that, they own it. They become part of the solution process. It's not like we're spoon feeding content to them. And I understand that's hard. When you started talking about your experience with my Google Sheet, you mentioned you had done it wrong. I did it wrong too. You and I were talking before the podcast. It's January 2nd as we're recording this, and I realized that what I had done to populate my own spreadsheet was garbage. 
because I've missed huge swaths of my priorities. I do like the fact that you mentioned having coffee with Terry is a priority and you're not scheduling it, but you do make time for it. I'm not expecting you to put that in your spreadsheet. And I do want everyone to know that this tool that I'm providing, hopefully with a donation, is a beta version. I'm actually looking to create an app that will walk you through this, maybe with an accompanying video or even a live consultation if you need it. It's hard to make goals. It's hard to make goals that stick. And it's hard to make action plans that you can use to help those goals stick. So none of this is easy. I struggled with my own goal specifically for playing poker. On the blog post, I wrote that a poker goal is to play 10 hours of poker a week. Because for me, that's something I can measure and something I can control. I would love to say that my goal is to meet a dollar value. In 2021, I ended up crushing it at almost 20 big blinds per hour. That's fantastic. I don't think that's sustainable. But even if I were to say playing 2-5 for, let's say, 300 hours, I should be able to make $20,000 in 2022. If you figure 10 big blinds per hour, okay, that's 50 bucks an hour, 300 hours, yeah, okay, maybe maybe 15,000 is acceptable. I struggle with that because I'm not in control of those results. I could play the best poker I can and lose all my money, or I could make bad decisions and end up winning. So I'm, I'm struggling with that goal. And I know that you and I had talked about it, and you actually have some pretty good thoughts on that. Yeah. Um, you'd have to play 400 hours at 10 big blinds an hour at 2.5, by the way. 400 hours to make 20,000. And, and here's what I had to say about it when we were talking earlier. Like, first of all, you thought the notion of setting a $20,000, a number, a specific number was stupid. And I didn't really agree. I didn't really agree. I think that the thing that's important, like if we set up a poker goal of, hey, I'm going to make $20,000 a year playing 2-5, I got to play 400 hours, and I have to make 10 big blinds an hour. I think that's all brilliant, actually. I think that's all good stuff. As long as you understand there are some goals that you can do the process right, and they may not be achieved. Does that mean the process was wrong? No. Like the problem with poker is you can play really well and lose. And you can play really bad and hit your $20,000 number. And the thing is that what people don't understand, like you are mostly a live player, right? So 400 hours for you is, it's not that hard because you're only 20 minutes away from a casino. But for some people, 400 hours is just going to be too much for them to do live in a year, right? And it's not even that much. It's not even that much volume. So when we're looking at it, if, if we get 20 hands an hour, over 400 hours, that's only 8,000 hands, right? It's a very small sample size when we're talking poker, right? If you're online, it makes it easier to set those monetary goals because you're going to be putting in significantly more hands. I put in 1,000 hands a day. That's like easy for me. That's that's like people playing online who are putting in four, 5,000 hands a day. Dusty, who just passed away, he would put in 10,000 hands a day. So you can put in so much more. So then you can set those goals because what happens is the volume cures the variance. That's a quote from Jonathan Little. When you have so much volume, you can make up for the variance and you can tell, you can set those numbers better. So there's nothing wrong with setting the numbers, but the reality is you have to understand the sample size that you're playing. And 
if you marry to the goal, like $20,000 playing live, two, five, and you only have 400 hours in, only 8,000 hands, when you play that, what happens is if you're married to that number so much that when you don't hit it, you feel like a failure. The point of setting these goals shouldn't be to feel like a failure. So there are certain goals that we know are very tangible. Like we know we can set a goal of playing guitar for 15 minutes a day. This is something we have 100% control over. So can you still set the number for poker? Yeah, but make sure you understand that there's so much variance in poker that what's more important than setting a number in poker is setting a goal for the process in poker. The thought process at the table. I'm going to take, when I play a hand, I'm going to play it this way, that goal. I'm going to study 15 minutes a day so I improve my poker play. So it's more likely that I'll hit that number, if, if that makes any sense. Yeah, it makes it makes a lot of sense, actually. I hope you're enjoying this episode, and I need to just interrupt it briefly for an exciting announcement. If you're anything like us, you've made a resolution to take poker more seriously in 2022 so you can earn more money, have more fun doing it, and have less stress along the way. To help us all meet our goals, we've partnered with School of Cards on an exclusive offer for our listeners, a customizable discount plan for any and all courses they offer. School of Cards has transformed our gameplay unrecognizably, and we want to help you realize that same transformation in your own game. But how will you know which courses would be worth your while? This is where we come in. Because Dell and I are both School of Cards students who have taken every course they have to offer, we are in the best position to help you make the best use of your time and focus. Go to www.tbstv.com assessments and complete our easy 11-question survey with two bonus open text answers. Seriously, it should take you under five minutes. And one of us will personally evaluate your responses and suggest the School of Cards courses best suited for you within five business days. We might not end up suggesting anything for you, and that's fine. We're not going to sell courses for the sake of selling things. If you're so relatively new to the game that School of Cards material is a bit beyond your level, we'll tell you that since it doesn't help anyone trying to sell you a product that will just be wasted time and effort. Doing so would frustrate you, tarnish our brand, and make everybody lose. We want to be winners here. We might have some free resources or books or something to suggest instead. As students of the game, we want to meet you where you are. We'll provide a link in the description of our YouTube channel and the video that accompanies this episode in our podcast description and on Twitter and our Facebook group. So head over to www.tbstv.com assessment, complete the brief form, and let's start 2022 off powerfully. And now back to the show. As you were talking about that, it made me think how we often say life is a journey, not a destination. Goal setting is a journey and not the destination. I just gave you the example of $20,000 in 2022 as my destination. That might not be my journey. My journey is only 8,000 hands. And I have to admit, I had a little bit of a mind-blown experience when you told me you could get more volume in two weeks of online play than I'm going to get in my entire year of playing live at the casino. It's amazing. I mean, it almost makes me want to play online. (laughs) Almost. But the fact is that by my setting the goal, I'm positioning myself more powerfully to achieve it than if I had never set the goal in the first place. So yes, I might not be able to control the fact that I'm going to make $10,000, dollars $20,000 or maybe even lose money because of variance. But the fact that I set the goal in and of itself is a valuable process and worthwhile. Mm-hmm. Yes, I, I agree with all that. I think that we've done a pretty good job talking about setting the goals. 
And and one of the things that we need to talk in doing that is allocating the time in a day. We've got to go back to that 1,440 minute a day, right? 1,440. Yep. Right. 1,440. So, so one of the things that has to happen, and the thing is that when I was figuring this out, I realized that there's a lot of stuff here that I missed. Like when I was filling it out, I want to put in 20 hours a week online. And I'd like to put in 15 hours a week live play, but it's not reasonable for me to take and do both. So I went back and I said, okay, I had to be reasonable, right? I had to, it had to be achievable. So I said, I'm going to do three hours a week live to start with. And I'm going to do that when I'm on the road. What happens when I'm home? I could go and play, but it's an hour drive to go play. And that's two hours out of my day. And that's two hours out of my day that I could be spending with my wife. And I'm not home that much. <laughs> I'm just not home that much. So why would I do that? Well, I'm so I'm going to put them three hours in while I'm on the road. But the things that we don't think about when we're planning that 1,440 minutes is we don't think about the drive time if we're driving. And that's got to be figured in there. Because what happens is like we say, oh, I want to go spend an hour a day working at the gym. Well, that's 60 minutes. Well, it's 60 minutes if your gym is in your basement. If your gym's not in your basement and you've got to drive to the gym, for me, driving to the gym is 35 minutes. So to me to go work out at the gym, that's two hours and 10 minutes. You know, so a lot of- Plus changing time, plus shower time, plus changing back, blah, blah. Right. right. So one of the things that made it difficult was having to account for all that in my time. So I, I want to say that because if, if you take BJ's document here and you start using it, if you take this this document, first of all, I think it's going to be life-changing for a lot of people. I really do. So I think I want to make that clear, but make sure you're being honest with yourself with the time, because what I hate for people to do is to start setting up goals on it, start thinking about it and plan, like you said, plan every minute. And then the problem is it becomes unrealistic. They can't meet it. And then they get discouraged. And I think that's one of the things that with this goal setting that isn't necessarily in the blog that you had that we haven't really talked about is it, it has to be achievable, you know? Some things like like we've already talked about the twenty thousand dollars may not be achievable because of the number, but the process for it is achievable. Well, something it, it has to be something that you can achieve and then build on, or people get discouraged and they quit. Yeah, yeah. About quitting, when we had Blake on the show back in episode I don't know sixteen seventeen, Blake mentioned he would take consistency over pretty much any other attribute you could think of. So if you think I want to study poker one hour, three times a week, the first time you study for an hour, great. You're feeling pretty baller. The second time comes around and you only study for 45 minutes and you feel like a failure. Then you think, oh, I have to make up for it. I'm going to study for an hour and 15 minutes the third time. And then you don't. Now you feel like a super failure and now you quit. Instead, what if you just study for 15 minutes every day? There happens to be some inertia that comes with doing almost any activity. If you start something for just a minute, it's easy to do it for five minutes. If you could do something for five minutes, it becomes easy to do it for 15. I'm not saying that goes forever, like you're not going to start studying for like four hours every day because you started going for two, three, four, five, ten, whatever, but that inertia carries over. And I would rather have someone make smaller, more consistent action plans than big chunks of things. Like you mentioned 15 minutes of practicing guitar. That's a pretty 
prescient example because that's one of my goals. That's one of my action plans is to learn 10 songs in 2022. I happen to learn one already in three minutes. Pro tip, Oasis Wonderwall is insanely easy to play on guitar. The chord progression is like cake, not the band cake. By the way, awesome band, more difficult songs. But I have nine more songs to learn. I'm only practicing 15 minutes every other day because I don't want to get frustrated and quit because I'm not meeting those small incremental steps. We only need to be 1% better every day to be unrecognizable in the span of a year. One of the things that you have in your blog here that's also on the document is we got to give the document a name. Yeah, we do. We do. <laughs> we'll have a name for it shortly. But on the document, you know, is what is the next actionable step? And what I thought is, how do I remove resistance? That's the thing that stops us all. You know, that's the thing that stops me from going and playing live when I'm home because I there's the resistance of actually driving to the casino. There's the resistance of taking time away from spending time with my wife. When I'm on the road, the resistance is the same. But the funny part is that there's a casino literally 10 minutes from where I'm working, but it's still the same. Well, how do I remove that? Well, with, when I'm on the road, it's just go. It's just go. But like I've been playing guitar for years and I am awful at it. And I'm awful at it because I'm inconsistent. So how do I remove that friction? Well, I'm in my office quite a bit when I'm at home. I've got the guitars in my office. I have a guitar that I am going to travel with uh, starting this week, and it will be there for me to be able to take and grab for 10 to 15 minutes a day. Not when you're driving. Not while I'm driving, no. <laughs> so little things like that. You know, you want to go to the gym. Don't pack the gym bag after work. Pack the gym bag before work. So after work, you don't have that resistance of having to gather your stuff before you go to the gym. It doesn't matter what it is. If it's meditation, I use Prime Mind myself. And literally, I make sure it's on the first page of my phone. So I grab my phone in the morning, pop it on, and I get a meditation in. Anything that is causing resistance that we can remove improves our chest in meeting our goals. Absolutely. We might want to include that in the sheet. Not only change the name, because the current name <laughs> sucks, it really does. Keep what is the next actionable step. Also include what can I do to remove resistance? Because I had mentioned inertia, and it really is a thing. A body at rest will tend to stay at rest, or a body in motion will tend to stay in motion. If I start practicing guitar for two minutes, I'm going to enjoy it. It's so easy for me to keep practicing for 15, 20, 30 minutes, even more than my goal. If I'm not practicing at all, it is easier for me to continue not practicing because my guitar is in the other room or it's not strung properly or, you know, whatever. Yeah, both of those things are really valid. Getting ourselves from zero to go and then getting ourselves from go to continue. Wow. I mean, aside from actually walking through the, the tool which is probably another bonus video podcast of its own. Do you have anything else to add to this week? I think we have a lot of awesome stuff here. I, I don't have anything to add on this topic. I want to talk. I know that you're going to do a little blurb in here, and your voice sounds better than me, but I, I want to give my uh, little take on our new partnership. We are partnering with School of Cards. So when I say partnering, what we're doing is you're going to be able to purchase their courses through us. 
And there's going to be some bonuses around that. Could be a discount, could be something else. The thing is, is I want you to know why we are happy about this partnership. I mean, we are students of School of Cards, but this podcast is not directly related to School of Cards. But in partnering with them, we do this because Blake and Matt and Jordan, Dom, all the coaches at School of Cards, nobody there has ever tried to sell us something we weren't ready for. They care more about our growth as human beings than, and, and as poker players than making money off of us. And we're just really happy to be in partnership with them. And uh, we're excited about it. Absolutely. Well, I got nothing else to add on that note. So thanks for joining me, Dell. It's always good. And I'm looking forward to having an awesome 2022 with you. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it too. I can't, I, I am very excited about 2022. Very. Awesome. Thanks. And until next week, reach for the stars and you'll be guaranteed not to get a fistful of mud. This has been The Blind Stealing the Blinds, a podcast by students of the game for students of the game. If you haven't already done so, consider subscribing. And when you're not counting your chips, take a moment to leave the guys a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get yours. Thank you.